0: Good morning. Good morning, welcome to Our Lord's Community Church. My name's Anna Kilman, I'm a part of the youth here. I'm in eighth grade. As you can tell, this is a different Sunday service. It's actually all youth-led. Like greeting you at the door, helping prep the breakfast, um, leading worship, and in a bit, sharing stories and teaching. If you are new here, we are so happy to have you. Um, We would love to get to know you better, so if you would fill out the Connect card in the bulletin and put it in the two um, black podiums with the giving on it. Again, thank you so much for coming. We are so excited to have you. Amazing. Isn't this Sunday morning so good? I just feel like there's like a new energy in here this morning. Do you guys feel it? Isn't it amazing to see our youth leading us and worship and serving us and leading every single activity and a part of Sunday morning? Isn't it amazing? So good. So my name's Kaylee, and I am on staff here at Our Lords, and I'm one of the youth pastors here along with Colt Westbrook, wherever he is. There he is. And so this morning, we're just going to have a few students share some things that God is doing in their life. So we have Macy and Maggie coming up. So, why don't you tell us your name and what grade you're in? Okay. (laughs) I'm Macy. I'm a junior. I'm Maggie. I'm a freshman. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about this how-to life movement that God has called you in to do? Tell us what it is, when it is. Good. So good. And then can you tell us a little bit how you were sensing God inviting you into kind of leading and pioneering the first Oklahoma City How to Life movement? Yeah, so we went to How to Life Edmond as a youth group,
1: and afterwards Maggie and I just really felt led to start one in Oklahoma City. I just really felt like I wanted to share what I had experienced at How to Life Edmond with the people that I know in this city and even people that I don't know. I just felt like the Oklahoma City high schools and schools in our area really needed to experience what mm-hmm. we got to experience outside and yeah. really since the Lord's saying just like
0: mm-hmm. revival and yep. touch people around mm-hmm. you. So So good, so good. And they've said yes to this. They've said yes to pioneering and leading this first event. Um tell us, Maggie, tell us what you're expecting and hoping for to happen at this event. So good. So tell us how we can pray for you and support you. Yeah, so you can pray for us. Just pray that people come up with open hearts and open
1: minds. Um, just pray that um, the Lord would send whoever he intends to be there, that they would be there and that they would be ready to experience him. Um, you can also support us financially with our donation link. We have things that need to be covered. So however you support us is great, prayer or
0: donation. It's great. Thanks guys. Isn't that amazing? Full led student movement happening at our church on December 1st. Youth from all over the city are going to come here. They're going to come gather. They're going to worship and they're going to hear gospel presentations and testimonies and stories. And they're going to be right here. it's going to be so amazing. Where's Jack? Is Jack in here? Jack. Jack's going to come share with us about uh, a trip he's taking in January.
1: Hey, guys. (laughs) All right. Okay, so I'm going to be going to, uh, in January, January 2nd. Wait, wait, wait. What's your name? What grade are you in? Oh, crap. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I probably shouldn't say that up here. Uh, my name's Jack. I'm Brad's son, and I was just up on the stage leading worship with my dad. But, yeah, that's, I'm Jack, and I'm a senior, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're going
0: to go to this program called YWAM, and it's this discipleship training school. Tell us what that is and what you'll be doing there.
1: Yeah, so in January, I'm going to be moving um, to Kona, Hawaii for three months, where there's a YWAM-based youth with a mission. Um, And I'm going to be going to um, be trained and equipped um, in in, um, just a school of ministry and and mission. I'm going to be trained to do overseas missions for another three months after that. Um, But I'm really just going to YWAM to, to in the Kona part, which is my um, three-month period in Kona, just be trained and be um, really, just draw closer and near to the Lord, and become more intimate with God and reliant on Him. Before I go to um, on outreach in the next three month period after that. So,
0: so how have you since God inviting you into uh, being a part of this YWAM discipleship six month training program? Yeah.
1: yeah so, um, for. Since I was about in eighth grade, I felt a just a significant call from the Lord that I wanted to do missions. And I just heard the word missions over and over again, highlighted in my just times with the Lord. And just, the, I didn't really know what that meant. I had no idea. All I heard was missions. I was like, missions could be here. Or, but at the same time, it's like, ooh, overseas missions kind of sounds kind of cool. Um, and the Lord just threw some... Uh, through some times um, with the Lord at Float Trip. Has anybody ever heard of Float Trip? Well, it's actually now summer camp. But anyway, if you have a child from middle school to high school, you should send them to summer camp because Sorry. I've had some of the most significant moments with God and the times away at summer camp through this church. But anyway, um, some significant times with the Lord where God specifically spoke to me about doing overseas missions specifically and specifically Indonesia, which I had no idea what that meant. God just randomly at one point told me, Indonesia, and I was like, "Crap, what do you, where do you even go from there?" Um, But um, then Ashley Hartman, um, she grew up and she graduated a semester early from my school, Ed Memorial High School, and got all of her credits done and graduated early and went to this program called YWAM, and I had never heard of it before. But when she came back, she like came back a different person. She like loved the Lord so much, and it was just like. It, I, the way I saw her and the way that she changed, it was like eye-opening to me. I was like, I want that. Like, I want that just reckless, abandoned, youthful-hearted mind towards the Lord that she had. And I knew that it was constantly available to me, but I knew that there was something that I needed to get me through the door of that. And so, anyway, just the 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 end result of seeing how Ashley has been and since she's come back from YWAM she's still there, um, but um, just the the way that she changed and how much she was constantly looking towards the Lord in every single moment, and her, her just whole aroma just changed, and so I wanted that desperately. So, so anyway.
0: So good. Uh, so, Jack, what are you most excited about during this time? Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it is going to be fun being in Hawaii for three months. Like I get to like go to the beach and stuff. It's like creates an amazing culture and area while I'm being trained and going to school. Um, but I'm most excited about meeting friends who love the Lord, like with all their heart and are constantly pushing me in that same direction. Um, specifically it's in public school. It's kind of been hard for me. Um, Making friends and finding people who love Jesus as much as it feels like I do, and so it's like a lot of my friendships, except for like my brothers and cousin Layton and Aiden. It's like a lot of these, a lot of guys in my life don't push me to be more like Jesus, and so it's like I want that deep relationship with a guy, um, and so and just the idea of going on mission with new friends just is so exciting. So that's just what I'm most excited about: is meeting new guys and people. It's
0: great. So share with us a few ways we can support you and pray for you as you adventure off with the yeah. Lord into this new place.
1: Yeah. All right. So it's on the screen. Number one, um, like I was just saying, I just, I'm just really praying that God would provide like-hearted, passionate friendships during my time there. Like everybody there is going for the same purpose, but I'm just, I, I just, that God would provide those people for me and that I would, um, just enter into the gates of YWAM and just feel loved and, and just would find friendships. Um, and then secondly, that God would make my transition out of Oklahoma smooth and seamless as I leave my family i 'm um, the oldest out of five kids We are the Kilman children Rock, raise your hand, Kate okay, these are my people, and then all sorts of family yeah yeah um, i 'm going to miss them a lot and, and they 're going to miss me a lot and so just pray that that transition just kind of goes smoothly and I know that I know that it's probably going to be okay, but just your prayers for for them and for me would be amazing. Um, and then third, um, so I am, it is, to do something like this, it is kind of a financial uh, something. It's just kind of, It's a, I have a lot of financial needs. Um, <laughs> anyway, so pray that God would meet, would help me meet all my financial needs as I'm about to head out. I'm, I'm finishing my last semester of high school right now, and I'm kind of in the middle of just trying to fundraise and raise a bunch of money so I can go. Um, Anyway, so just pray for that, and if you feel led to, that would be awesome to help support me um, do missions. Um, and then uh, fourth, that God would move in life-changing ways in my heart and spirit, just that God would move mountains in my heart so that I can become closer to God and become a better man as a, as a, as a man on this earth so that I just constantly reflect Jesus everywhere I walk on this earth and just excited to, to see how that goes in the, in the coming months. So just be praying for that, so.
0: It's amazing, so in your bulletin, There's prayer points for each thing happening with How To Life Movement for Maggie and Macy and for Jack as he's getting ready to go to YWAM. So you can take that home, put it on your fridge. You can stick it in your Bible and be praying for them. There's a link on there if you uh, would like to support them financially. All of their uh, payments and places that you can donate are on the youth page. So Maggie, Macy, if you guys can come back up here. So Molly is gonna pray for uh Ma- Macy and Maggie and Jack as they say yes to the Lord and so if you guys could just join us as Molly prays over them Amen so good Well, so fun to see our students just stepping out in their giftings and leading and saying yes to the Lord. And so we're going to look at Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 20 today. And I just feel like the Lord is saying, as we all know, the Word is active and it is alive. And I believe that the Lord is saying today that there's something that He wants to do in us, something that He wants to activate us in today through the Scripture, through His Word. So I'm gonna read this for us. It's Mark Mark 1, 16 through 20. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James son of Zebedee and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them and they left their father's, father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And so Jesus is just stepping fully into his ministry. Just before this passage, he started to proclaim that the kingdom of God was here. So now he's going into Galilee and he's looking for people to raise up. He's looking for people to call out of their boat and to come alongside Jesus to be trained up equipped and released to do the things that Jesus is going to show them and lead them in doing. So just like Brock was saying, I believe that um, in this scripture that Jesus is raising up an army, and I believe that that's true for us today. He's gathering his people. Jesus is all about team. Have you noticed that? Jesus doesn't want to do things by himself. He's starting his ministry. He's going out and he's going into Galilee and he's looking for people to come with him. So he sees... Uh, Andrew and Peter, and then he goes a little farther, and he sees James and John, and he's like excited, and he's gathering his team, and he's gathering his people to demonstrate the kingdom of God, too, because Jesus wants to give away what the Father has given him, and that's true today, and so I believe when it says that he saw Peter and Andrew, and he saw James and John I believe that Jesus was seeing through spiritual eyes what the Father had put in each of them, that he was seeing their giftings, that he was seeing what the Father spoke into their life when he created them, the things that he destined them to do and be. And I believe that Jesus was seeing that. It doesn't say Jesus talked to them and got to know them and he saw them and, oh man, Macy, I think you're really good at that. Like, let's do that. No, he saw them and he invited them to come and follow him. And so I think there's something significant when it says that Andrew and Peter, they were, they were casting the net. And then James and John, they were preparing their net. But both had the same goal, which was to catch fish, the same vision. And I believe Jesus was saying, I see your giftings in the way you know how to cast the net and catch the fish. And I see your giftings of how you know how to prepare the net to catch the fish. And both are so important. All of the gifts in the kingdom are so important. We all need each other, right? In order to cast the net, you need someone to prepare the net, right? And preparing the net is so important. I was looking it up and as you're preparing the net, this person needs to untangle it and and get it ready. And even, even creating and making the net, it's this intricate detailed way. And then as you're casting the net, I was looking it up for all you fishermen in here. It's this big net and it takes this technique. You have to hold it a certain way. You have to throw it a certain way and then you have to retrieve it a certain way. And so I believe that Jesus was saying, I see your giftings. I see what the Father has put in you. And I see you doing it in this physical way. And I want to take you into equipping you and developing you to do those things for the kingdom of God. And so Jesus is calling them to be fishermen for people. Isn't that exciting? And they didn't even know what they were saying yes to. But it says that they left everything and they followed him. So we know, we know we know what they were saying yes to because we get to read about it in the Gospels, in the book of Acts, and the New Testament. So we, we know what they said yes to. We know what they got to experience with Jesus. And I think if a lot of us knew when we said yes to the Lord in these new different places that we would say yes to the Lord knowing if all of these great things would happen with us. Is that right? Would you guys say yes to the Lord in this new way if you knew that you were going to get to see healings and miracles and and all these great things happen. And that's the truth. The Lord wants to do that with us too. And so I'm excited and I feel like I'm excited because we get to see each person in our group, in our church say yes to the Lord and we get to be witnesses to the story that God has written before them. So as we call our friends out and encourage them to do the thing that God's asking them to do, we get to be witnesses to them doing the thing that God called them to do. We get to be witnesses to watching the story that God wrote, that they get to step into it and do it. Isn't that amazing? So good. And in verse 20, it says, without delay. Without delay. And I just feel like there's this eagerness. The Lord is like, I can't wait anymore. I can't wait. I'm so excited. James, John, I know what the Father has put in you, And I'm so excited to see you step into the things that the Father has placed in you and over your life. I'm so excited. I cannot wait without delay. Without delay, come follow me. And I feel like that's true about today. The Lord is so excited to see each of us say yes to the things that he's put in our life, before us, in us, around us. There's this eagerness and this joy that the Lord has. I can't wait. And so today... I want to celebrate all of our students and all of their yeses to the Lord. They're stepping into all these amazing things that the Lord has put in them. And it's worthy of celebration. And I walked in today when they were practicing for worship and I just got so tearful because I was so excited to see the students do these amazing things. So good, can we celebrate the students today and their yeses to the Lord? So good. And I called Molly, Molly who prayed for us. I called Molly last week and I asked her if she'd be praying about praying for us this morning. And Molly texted me the day after and she said, I'll do it. And in my living room, I'm not kidding you. I was like jumping around. I was so excited because I knew how big Molly's yes was. I knew that this was a risk for her and I knew how powerful her yes is. So let me just share with you a little bit about Molly. So when Molly was in sixth grade, Molly's in eighth grade now, uh, it was one of her first times coming to middle school youth. Actually, it was sixth or 12th grade at this point. Um, And we were praying for someone in the front and Molly went up there and prayed. It was like one of her first times. She's new, she's in sixth grade. She goes up to the front. I don't even know what she prayed, but she prayed. And in that moment, I knew that her words carried power and they carried authority. And so I told Molly that and I continued to tell Molly that and I will continue and continue to tell her that because that's the truth. And we need people around us to continue to tell us the truth and continue to call out your giftings and continue to create space to do those things. And so when Molly said yes today, I knew that was such a risk for her. And so I celebrate you, Molly. I celebrate all the students in their yes today. (laughs) And this, this is how we feel as youth leaders. Colt, last semester, maybe last year, he walked in on Jack leading worship all by himself in the chapel. And Colt called him out and Colt created space for Jack to step into being a worship leader. And look at the fruit of of that. Look at that, isn't that amazing? So good, so good. And so once a month, we do these things called student-led nights. So we have like a worship team, a teaching team, an announcement team, a game team, a visuals team. And once a month, we have the students lead the entire night. And this semester, we started having middle school join us. And so our hope in that is that middle school would see the high school students practicing and doing their giftings in such a safe place that it would begin to stir their giftings in them as well. So with how-to life, Macy and Maggie, they felt this invitation from the Lord to step out of their boat and do this new thing they've never done before. Prepare, lead, all these things it takes to to do this event. And I know that it's been hard and it's been stressful for you guys, but the Lord is, is seeing your yes and he's honoring your yes. And I believe that he's going to provide every single step. And so there's this, there's this stepping out of the boat they're doing, but Lord, I've never had to find a building. I've never had to find security. I've never had to raise all this money. I've never had to reach out to students all over the city and build these teams and lead these teams and plan this evening. And I've never had to do this, but they felt the Lord calling them into it. Come follow me, Maggie and Macy. Let me show you, let me show you. And they said, yes, in faith and trust just like the disciples did. And so I believe that at this event, that Macy and Maggie and their leadership team, they're going to be experiencing being people, being fishermen for people. I believe that God is gonna use their yes and that people are gonna come to know the Lord because of their yes. Right? You guys are amazing. Ninth grade, 11th grade, and you're saying yes to the Lord in such a big, extravagant, life-changing way, not for just you, but for people around you, for your city, for your schools. It's gonna be amazing. And that's true for Jack. Jack's going to this place he's never been before, and he's leaving his family and his friends for this season, and this is, you know, the longest time he's been without them. But I believe the Lord's gonna use his yes. He's gonna to get to experience being a fisherman for people. And that's the truth. So good. And so I believe that God invites us in and he gives us spiritual eyes as well to see the giftings in other people. So God invites us in to see through spiritual eyes just like Jesus did, to see the giftings and things in other people. And that's been true for me. Two years ago, Mike Milner, you guys know Mike. So good. He asked me, during this time, we were thinking about having middle school and high school on separate nights. And he invited me in to be praying about leading the high school group. And I was like, yeah, I'll pray. Um, And it it was this invitation I felt the Lord saying, come out, come out of your boat and follow me in this unknown new place. And so it wasn't like high school evenings were already in motion. It was this new, this new night, and I felt like the Lord was giving me a whiteboard to do it. And it was just like, but Lord, I've never had to build a team. I've never, had to, I've never led a team. I've never you know, uh, planned the evening or did the teachings as often. You know, There's this like, I've never done this before, Lord. But I stepped out in faith, and I stepped out in trust, and it's been one of the best things I think I've ever experienced in my life alongside knowing the Lord giving my life to the Lord. This has been such a life-giving, fruitful thing. And so the Lord gives us spiritual eyes to see the giftings and things in other people. Because I would have never said to you, yeah, I want to be a youth pastor. Yeah, I think I can teach. Yeah, I think I could do this and that and that. I never would have thought that. I never would have planned that. I never would have put in my planner for five years down the road. But Mike saw it in me and Mike called it out. And I'm getting to be activated and step into it and, and, and do it. And I promise you that in those really uncomfortable, risky places, those are some of the best places to be with the Lord. As uncomfortable as they are, they're some of the best. And I just want to encourage you that if you are in a place that feels uncomfortable right now, like seek the Lord. Don't give up. Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. You know, the enemy wants us to stay in our boats. Do you guys know that? The enemy wants us to stay in these comfortable places because he knows how powerful each of us are. As God is using us right now to build this army that Brock's been talking about, that's what's happening. And the enemy wants us to stay in our safe places. And the enemy's voice can sound like this But I'm not qualified or but what about what about my father and his hired men you didn't see the disciples doing that or lord i don't know all the details about this thing so i don't know or i don't know what the future is if i say yes to this so i don't know or lord i don't i don't have time for this i'm just so busy you know i've got all these things going on or i'm really comfortable here i'm really comfortable where i'm at i really like my routines my rhythm, I'm really safe. This is what I know, this is great. And so I just want us to recognize if those are any any voices that we're hearing, to silence them because the enemy wants to keep us in these safe places. So in Acts 2, I'm not going to dive super into it, but I encourage you guys to read it later. So the same Peter that I was talking about in Mark is the same Peter that's in this story. And so while Jesus was here, he was talking to his disciples about the promise of the Holy Spirit coming, that he's going to fulfill this promise that the Holy Spirit would come and be with them. And in Acts 1, there's this different invitation where the Lord invites them to step out out of their boat and wait. He says, wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Don't go. Don't leave where you are. Wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. So you can see in Mark, there's this invitation to go, to step out and go. And in Acts 1, there's this invitation to step out and wait. And so Jesus says to them, wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. So the disciples are obedient and they step out in trust and in faith and they wait. And then in Acts 2, the promise of the Holy Spirit is fulfilled. And it looks like this physical outward loud expression. They're all speaking in different recognizable languages. And I believe that it was so loud that people outside the walls could hear what was happening. And it talks about all the people in the city, they're like, how are you doing this? You guys are from Galilee. How are you speaking my, my language? And they're declaring the signs and wonders of God. And Jesus, or not Jesus, Peter, Peter goes out and he is addressing the crowd. And he's saying, guys, listen, what you're experiencing, this is what the prophet Joel talked about, that the promise of the Holy Spirit was gonna come and it was gonna fall on all sons and daughters. And that's exactly what you guys are seeing. It's exactly what you're experiencing. Listen, guys, this is who Jesus is, the same Jesus that you guys partnered with, the wicked men to kill. This is the same Jesus who God rose from the dead because death has no hold on Jesus, right? And so there's this fulfillment of the Holy Spirit coming and Peter's addressing the crowd and he's telling them what's happening. And he's saying, this isn't just for us. This isn't just for the disciples. This is for you guys. This is for your children. This is for those who are far away. And he's, he's basically saying, save yourself. Come and know Jesus. Give yourself to Jesus. Step out of your boats and say yes to the Lord. Listen, this is for you too. And so listen to this, at the end of that passage, after Peter, the same Peter who said yes, after he's done addressing the crowd, 3,000 people came to know the Lord that day. 3,000 people. Isn't that insane? Isn't that amazing? He was experiencing being a fisherman for people. The same thing that Jesus called him out to do and said, I will send you out to be a fisherman for people is the same thing he was experiencing in Acts chapter two. And that was the first of many times that Peter and all of the disciples would be experiencing being fishermen for people. Isn't that amazing? 3000 people in one day, I'm just like, oh my goodness. That's like so many people. And it's amazing. And all because Peter said yes to the Lord. Without knowing the details, without knowing what was to come, stepping out of his rhythm of waking up in the morning and preparing the nuts and casting the nuts, catching fish, because he chose to step out of his boat and say yes to the Lord. He got to experience this amazing, amazing time with the Lord and this amazing experience of being a fisherman for people, for the kingdom of God. Isn't that awesome? And I just feel like the Lord is wanting us to be activated today. That this scripture is for us today. There's an invitation for us to step out of our boats, out of this place of safety and into this place of trust and faith in Jesus. And so we've set aside an extended time of ministry today to give everyone a chance to respond if they want to respond before they have to pick up children. And so we're going to invite the worship team to come back up here. And we have a student-led prayer team this morning. Isn't that amazing? And so if you're on the student-led prayer team, if you're on the student-led prayer team or you're a leader, you guys can go ahead and make your way down here. And if everybody else can just stand up with us. If there's one thing that I've been learning with the Lord from youth camp, from the lock-in, which has been amazing, the lock-in was so good, is to create space to respond to God. And so that's what I want to make sure we do today is create space to respond. And so if you guys can close your eyes and I want you to just ask the Lord, what are you inviting me into? I think today I really feel strongly when I was preparing I just feel like the Lord is saying today is a day of activation and I feel like that's true and we have a choice to make we get to choose whether we say yes or whether we stay in our boats and I want to just point out that our yes isn't always a doing it's not always having to go out and do this big extravagant thing our yes can be simple Not even simple. Our yes can be a place of waiting just like they did in Acts 1, where they waited on God, and when it was time to go, it was time to go. And for some of us, I think our yes can look like resting. I think doing, waiting, and resting, for some people, each of those things can be uncomfortable. For some of us, doing is easy, and for some of us, doing is hard. Waiting is hard. Waiting is hard, and resting is hard. So I just want you guys to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you inviting me into today? And I think that there is a movement today. There's an activation and moving. And so if you are willing to say yes to this, I believe that as we physically move our bodies, that there's something happening in the spiritual and I just want to ask, if you are saying yes to the Lord and whatever thing that is he's asking you to do this morning, would you just take one step forward where you are and move into that place of yes? Even if your seat, it's hard to move. I just, I just feel like the Lord is saying, step into it. Step into this yes. And so I just feel like there's, so if you guys with me right now, would just take a step forward if you feel like the Lord is inviting you in to say yes to the thing he's asked you to do. We had six students give their life to the Lord at at lock-in. Isn't that amazing? And I just have this sense that today there are some of us in this room who have never given their life to the Lord. Maybe they've been curious. Maybe they've been showing up. They're here at church, but they've never given their life to the Lord. I feel like the Lord is saying there's an invitation today and don't miss it because he wants you. He wants you, he wants you, he wants you. And so if that's you, I just feel like the Lord is saying, let's pray together right now. So everyone can close their eyes. And if you've never given your life to the Lord, when I gave my life to the Lord, I didn't even know what I was saying yes to, but it was one of the best decisions of my life. And if that's you, with everyone's eyes are closed, I would ask that you would just raise your hand in boldness. That you would fully surrender your life to the Lord. This is the biggest yes. Is there anyone else? If your heart's beating really fast, this is for you. Amazing, amazing. Is there one more person? I feel like there might be one more person in here. So good, listen, we're gonna pray together. If you guys will repeat after me, Father, I give my life to you I lay down my old life and I step into the new life you have for me. I say yes to you. All of my life is yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I love you too, God. In Jesus' name. Can we celebrate? There are people who gave their life to Christ today. Isn't that amazing?